0: RCR with Paul Brennan, Reality Check Radio. Well, you've heard a lot about mm, healthy diets, actually, here on Reality Check Radio in the short time that we've been on, though it's uh, over two months now. Of course, uh, Dr. Glenn Davies has his Health Hacks program every, well, it'll be from Monday um, starting soon, but every week. And we've already talked about um, how we should be eating and many of you have enjoyed those chats and got a lot out of them. So let's, let's keep this you know, top of mind because it fundamentally is our health. And I want to welcome to the program Dr. Karen Zinn, who is AUT Associate Professor, Dietitian, author as well, um, a third of the book, What the Fat and that was published in 20, uh, four, uh, 2015. Grant Schofield's already been on Reality Check Radio too, talking about this and, and referencing the book with Peter Williams a few weeks ago. So, Karen, welcome to RCR. It's great to have you. Hello.
1: Thanks for having me, Paul.
0: Okay. So I've been red-pilled, actually, on food mm-hmm. and diet. Mm-hmm. Uh, your traditional Kiwi, you know, eating the pastries and the, the bread and the grains and all of that. And, and actually thought with the grains I was doing something you know healthy because that's the way it had been marketed to me and many others mm. since um, my uh, health crisis of heart last year I've been a lot more open to things and talking with Glenn you know like I said I've been red pilled and I've <laughs> realized now that what I thought I knew about food I didn't know anything mm. and no one ever told me though so, you know I'm a big boy I could go and find out but there's no messaging, there's, there's no awareness, there's no consciousness of, you know, fundamentally eating well. Would that be accurate?
1: There is messaging. There's, there's okay. definitely well, messaging out there. But, I'm, but I'm, not, I'm not convinced the messaging is, number one, the correct messaging, but also taken up in the way that it's meant to be taken up. So, you know, we've got our food and nutrition guidelines that are you know ministry of health government document i, d- I don't know if the, the everyday person would really know that the guidelines um e- exist but of course all our schools and our child care and our rest homes and you know the food supply there is all based on these national guidelines so the so the guidelines are there and where the consumer typically sees the guidance is when they go into the supermarket when they pick up products and they look at the labels and they see the health star rating and what used to be the National Heart Foundation tick and all sorts of things to guide them. So there are lots of guidance systems, but I'm just not convinced that um, that they've got them right.
0: Well, I never picked up anything and looked at it. First of all, I, I need a magnifying glass to see the information.
1: Yeah, I get, I get you. I hear you. I absolutely hear you there. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I, I'm thinking of, um, you know, like in your face, billboards. Um, oh, no, you
1: know, none, of, none of
0: that. No, endless marketing. You know, telling you, reminding you every day. I mean, it's for the good of the people.
1: Yeah, for sure. I mean, the only billboards you'll see is um, is from the it's from big food. You know, is- um, yeah, the, and and you know, even on the sports field, you'll see parade and and all that kind of stuff. So there is there is marketing out there, but it's not by it's not by government organizations. It's by private companies who. You know, their bottom line is, um, you know, is the dollar. So it's a different intention there.
0: Yeah, but there's still room to do the other stuff.
1: Oh, but- look, I think I think there's lots of room. And um, <laughs> dare I say it, we, you know, during our pandemic, it's kind of interesting. i just bugbear about this. During our, our pandemic, um, how many of us are watching TV every single day at midday for some kind of,
0: you
1: know um not me. <laughs> some kind of dialogue about something but yeah. um, but there were a lot of people that were sitting in front of the TV like wouldn't that have been a great opportunity to to give a you know a, a good message about eating whole food? Um, it's timing, you know there was the timing, nothing. there was nothing. there was nothing. there, there was nothing and um, I just think there was an absolute missed opportunity but it's generally missed because the the concept of whole food, As a framework for how we should eat, whether it's um, whether you eat, uh, whether you're a vegan, a vegetarian, um, an omnivore, a pescatarian, a reducitarian, and anything. It's a lot of them. It's a lot of them, yeah. And I I think the template, the fundamental template of all of those should actually be the same, which is Mm -hmm. eat whole unprocessed foods, eat foods that your grandmother could recognize, eat foods that actually rot. Um, you know, over time. And those are the simplicity of the messages that we need to see, but that are lacking.
0: Do we have an actual health system? You know, health system as we, in health?
1: Uh, well, no, we have a sick, we have a sickness system and we have a fix it system. Um, certainly, we we don't put um, any money into prevention or any decent money into prevention. Uh, we, we don't think about preventing, um, we think about Managing and fixing, and I, I definitely think there's obviously a place for managing and fixing for sure. But I think there needs to be more of an emphasis on prevention because that will have a flow and positive effect, you know, health-wise, economic-wise, down the track for 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 the country and for the world.
0: Aren't we coming up to then the time to, because I mean, one of Glenn's programs was, if he could reinvent the health system, here's how it would look, and it seems that we're possibly at that crossroads almost now, aren't we? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, there's a huge, they say health's potentially a huge black hole never ending. So mm-hmm. we can never have mo- enough money to f- to fix and treat everything that, that's going. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's that's an issue. When you start to talk about prevention, and unless you start to nail down what that means, that that's, that's a bit blamongy. It's hard for people to conceive of that. But it for seems sure. to me that if you want to get rid of the black hole, if you want to um, not be the ambulance at the bottom of the cliff, if you want people to be empowered through their lives because you're eating your, your whole life, um, that the, the, now is the time maybe to, to reinvent that system, like almost top down or ground up or whatever you want to say.
1: Yeah, look, I, I, I 100% agree. Um, how, how to do it um, is it, the tricky thing because, of course, you know, there's a massive grounds. ground up is probably how it, it's, you know, how it might happen. But the reality is we need so many different um, agencies and structures within within the, the, the broader system to change um for to come right for everyone. So like the social system and the tax system and the food industry and like this so problematic that we could do uh, the do-gooders um, can can do a lot of stuff, um, which which we do. There's so many health promotion programs out there. Whether they, you know, whether they um, are uttering the the, the best messages, um, you know, it, it is another conversation. But there's so much stuff out there. But it's falling on deaf ears because the systems are all wrong. The environments are all wrong. If you if you are guided to eat whole food, um, you know. On, on TV on billboards or, or it, it, and all those sort of structures and then kids walk to school past uh, fast food and fast food is cheap and they can get you know cordial and fizzy drinks that are that are absolutely cheap and buying whole food is expensive this the environment is setting them up to fail so there's so many structures that need to change and and we just don't seem to want to take a, a chance on anything like like, like taxing taxing, Sugar, not necessarily just sugar sweetened beverages, but taxing sugar across all um, industries that use sugar. We're just, you know, we're just holding back. Why don't we try something to see if it works?
0: Well, I remember because I'm old enough now, the transition from the smoking world to the non smoking world. Mm. We used to smoke in the office. Mm. If a non smoker complained, we used to tell them to go outside. Okay, that's that's how it was back in the day. And in you know, the time that I can remember, I'd say 20 years, let's say over 20, 25 years where it really counted, um, the whole thing was flipped to the point where I had my kids uh, in the time that I, I smoked a little bit before I gave it up when they were young and they're all grown up now, telling me, you shouldn't be doing this. And, and I realized then that, you know, you can change things. And it takes a bit of time as a transition period, but it is possible. That's a great model. And, you know, that ended up with, you know, you couldn't smoke indoors and all, all these things, the pricing of, and we just kind of t- touched on that there with sugar, pricing of it, it was like a multi um attack on it. And people got the message that this could kill you. And yeah. there was a change. So there's a model for it, I guess is what I'm saying. It's
1: absolutely a model. And, and you know, the, there's the smoking thing. The alcohol thing's interesting as well because the drink driving campaigns, yeah, I, I think have, have been pretty successful. If you look at the youngsters today, they're not the ones doing the drink driving. You know, the culture seems to be there. I mean, a, a, as a whole, the culture seems to have changed. Um, and when you've got addictive substances like cigarettes, like alcohol, like sugar, because sugar is an addictive substance, and I want to just broaden it to sh- from sugar to to ultra processed foods or or yeah. what's termed UPFs because that really is the problem. Aren't and they a delivery they are-
0: company sorry? UPS and they a yeah. delivery company
1: oh, No 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 that's UPS. UPF ultra processed Oh foods. I got
0: that sorry yeah
1: good UPF and, and and I think that's that's what the that's what the problem is and they are they are seriously a- addictive and what we need to do is align as you say some of those campaigns where you get major change from you know legislation to messaging to action to consequences, whatever um, to to the food supply, otherwise we're going to go nowhere with it
0: mm. how possible is it do you think you know
1: <laughs> am I a glass half full or glass half empty? you know some days I'm a glass half full and some days I'm a glass half empty some days I think we're just beating our head against a brick wall um, and other days you know I, I i feel I feel positive, but um Unless we get that that structural change in some of the some of the big um, big areas like food industry change, like taxation, I think we'll get small amounts of change at an individual level. And I think changing things on the individual level is 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 really important because you know changing the world one person at a time. But at a population level, when it comes to public health and public health change you only need to see a little bit of change across the population to get some good outcomes, good health outcomes. So, you know, so, sometimes I think, you know, we, we're all about reducing inequalities with different ethnic groups. And um, I think unless we do some real public health, um, some some big hit changes, we, we're not going to be reducing inequalities. We're going to be driving those inequalities, you know, further. So... Yeah, I I have mixed I have mixed feelings on on
0: different days. <laughs> yeah, half full, half empty. It depends on yeah. the day. Yeah. Um, I, I remember you you talked about those lockdowns. I was in Auckland at the time, and when that lifted, um, being downtown, one thing I noticed is that there were huge queues outside the drive-throughs of Macca's, like seriously long queues. It was like yes. I have to get it.
1: I know, and that was a sad indictment of, of of humanity. And what really annoyed me during that time was that you know you look at the the front page of Herald and Stuff and all the newspapers. It was all about the long queues at KFC. Like that was what was dominating our news in New Zealand, and it was just it was just embarrassing.
0: And and KFC vouchers were offered as incentives.
1: Well, well, that's another whole. That's another whole challenge. I
0: know, but that just shows you the thinking. Yeah. And when, when you're talking about those missed opportunities every day yeah. early on in our chat here, um, it, it calls into question the awareness of the bureaucrats in health to any and, of this. Is th- Are they disconnected in some
1: way? Um, I, I, there must be a disconnect or either it's either that or to, it, it's all too hard. And I think when it comes to health and promoting health, sometimes it's just too hard. and. I, I'm certainly not going to get into the vaccination story because that, that'll be a bit of a disaster. No, no, we don't have to don't talk about to that. But, but, what, but what I want to say um, about that is that we need to make sure, and we needed to, and we still need to, make sure that we've got you know, top-notch immunity in general, not only for you know COVID, but for, for anything that comes along. And our metabolic health um, is so important. Your cell, every single cell in your body, and every mitochondria and every cell in your body, you've got billions of them. Depends on what you put in your mouth. Depends on your metabolic um, efficiency um, I- in your body. And, and there's, a, there's a whole area about diet and lifestyle that can be influenced to, um, to strengthen and enhance your immunity. Yet there was nothing said or done during that time. It, it was, yeah, it was just, it was abominable, I think.
0: Oh, okay. Um, one of the things that we've talked about a bit with Glenn is diabetes. Mm. And I believe that, you know, that the health system is under pressure, <clears throat> excuse me, with diabetes, you know, and endless, um, you know, machines that people are hooked up to and all that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's actually got runs on the board. You know, he, he can show that he's turned it around for many people. you I mean, I'm not trying to, you know, glorify Glenn, but, you know, it's common sense um, that this whole problem seems to me to be addressable right now. Yeah, for sure. Like right now.
1: Yeah, right now. And, um, and our, this, is a, this is, I'm feeling glass half full now and with the story. So I will tell you that um, at AUT, we have secured a three-year, $1.4 million research grant from the Health Research Council, so from the government, yeah. to look at, um, type 2 diabetes and prediabetes, um, manage, the management of it in primary care using a carbohydrate restriction approach um, and, a, and a, a different system approach to change the way health is delivered in, in primary care. So, look, thumbs up to the government for putting the money behind that. Um, I'm leading the project, Glenn's on it, and Grant, Grant Skyfield, and a bunch of people are on it. I've been putting in this research ground for the last six years, um, and it's it's come through now. And um, we are looking at we are looking at um, implementation science, really. So looking at the um, the real life situation, which is treating pre-diabetes and type 2 diabetes in the primary care setting, and looking at how, looking at how we can get runs on the board. Not only using the low carb kind of um, way of delivering health, um, but looking at the structures and the the system. Like if you go to the doctor, you've got a 15 minute appointment max. What what can you do? So we're looking at bringing in health coaches and involving dietitians more and getting the multidisciplinary team to support um, patients, uh, whānau communities to actually. Get some runs on the board with health outcomes and sustain them long term. And um, we, we we're making some good inroads, really good inroads at the moment.
0: What's the time frame for something like that? From you know, start out of it so, to actually getting you know those runs on the board in in the actual places where people go.
1: Yeah, well, I mean it's it's a three year it's a three year project. The first the first year is this is the first year of it. So we doing a big evaluation of a couple of um, clinics that have been using this approach and um, we, we're getting the outcomes of this to guide us towards the next step. And the next step is looking at a PHO in Auckland and trying to get this through um, and work with the teams, the medical teams and the community to um, to support them to, to allow it to happen. Um, and then year with an evaluation over that time. And then year three, we want to basically just push it out as Far and wide as we possibly can. Um, so it really depends on um, one thing. Two things. Okay. It depends on two things. One, it depends on the uptake. So if the medical team says we need to do things differently, and yes, we will, we are willing to work in this way, that's what we need. The support is there, and you know, the advice and everything is there. So that's number one. Number two, which is always an issue, is um, ad, adherence to, to diet food advice, And I think that's, all, that's always an issue. Um, but the difference is with carbohydrate reduction, as you might you, you have figured out yourself, when you focus on eating whole foods, your metabolism changes and you become more in tune with your hunger and fullness cues. Um, you don't get that addictive nature where you're eating some potato chips and you feel like you need to eat the whole packet because um, you, you you're not eating them, so you are regulating your 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 eating and your behaviours around eating. So, um, can I say it's more likely to get good outcomes? I think I mean you get good outcomes across a range of dietary approaches, but I certainly think whole food reduced carbohydrate is one where um, you can definitely get runs on the board.
0: Do you think the primary care health or the primary healthcare business model is so entrenched that even with the data, it's, you know, you, you've got to push for such a change. that there's, there's such a weight to push at there that that could be a problem.
1: It could be, but I, I feel, I feel quite positive because anyone in the system knows that it's broken. Look at, look at the GP population. They all exhausted, want to retire. They're not, you know, enthusiastic young doctors coming through. Um, so, so the system is broken, and um, as you say, now is the time for change. So I'm actually positive that people will be open to change, and perhaps when there is change, and they can start to see potentially things are a little bit different. We get a um, we get some health improvements, and we get less people going back to the doctor, which is what we want. We get medication reductions, which is what we want, particularly in diabetes, and that can be done, you know, reasonably easily um, on a, you know, definitely on a low carb diet. Then, you know, I think I think it, it's got to it's got to get momentum and, and carry on. So I'm I'm fairly positive. You know, it will take time for sure, and there will always be your critics, but I'm I'm pretty positive that um, we're heading in the right direction there.
0: Well, if it was up to me, uh, because that's what happened with the the smoking, all the advertising, all the marketing went, sponsorship was taken away from tobacco brands and branding and, you know, people squawked about it at the time, Um, you know, the various players got over it and found other ways. I mean, I'd probably do that with fast food.
1: Mm, Yeah, yeah. No more advertising,
0: no more billboards, sorry.
1: Yeah, and um, and all the fast food companies will have to, Get rid of half the employees, and well, you know, I, I don't, I don't know, you know, for the greater good. Yeah, it, it, I mean, big pharma is a little bit like, um, sorry, big food is a little bit like big pharma. You know, yeah. the pharmaceutical industries—they've made millions, and there, there's definitely a, a conflict of interest with um, trying to push these things. You know, is it really about health? Um, you know, I'm, or is I'm it not, about satisfying
0: a, a, a kind of a food addiction?
1: <laughs> well, you, you know.
0: I gotta yeah. have my Big Mac, man.
1: That's a, yeah, that's exactly Hanging right. Hanging out for it, for sure. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I mean, big food, big pharma. We definitely need change there. Otherwise, we're not going we're not really gonna get anywhere.
0: Well, it's good to hear that you've got that grant money, and that you, you know, okay. you can start to push out on that. Okay, so that the book, "What the Fat 2015, it's been a few years. How's it done?
1: Look, it's going. It's going really well. They actually, we've actually written six books in the, in the What the Fat series. Believe it's or a not. series,
0: right? Yeah,
1: it's a series. Um, but the What the Fat one was the kind of the, the key one, and um, it, it came out at a time where this was kind of um, cutting edge, and um, yeah, the the time was was right. So we kind of rode the wave, if you like, and we. Um, yeah, it, it it did really well. We've influenced so many people's lives. We've had really, really um, good support for good outcomes from it. Um, and yeah, we're really proud of, of what we did. You know, when we came together and wrote, and wrote the book, uh, we talked about our motivations for it. Um, you know, when you get three people and, and another one in our management team, four people writing a book, you, you're not going to do it for the money. <laughs> you're going to do it to change people's lives. And yeah. Um, and that's what we committed to do, and and we're pretty confident th- confident that that's what we did for a lot of people. So really, really proud of the product. Yeah.
0: Do you think you'll add to the series, or is that it?
1: Well, so this is the interesting thing. Um, we we did a what the fat, we did a what the fast. So intermittent fasting became really popular, and it was kind of the next step from from what the fat. So we did that. We did What the Fat Recipes, so we did a beautiful recipe book. Um, uh, Yeah, it was really, really a good job done there, I think. Um, And then we did a sports performance book, and we did one called What the Face, which was all about, um, it was all about, I don't want to say beauty because that sounds a little bit frivolous. It was all about kind of internal and external health. Um, related to skin health and gut health and brain health. So, you know, we, we could do another book, but like I said, I think we rode the wave and I almost think that whole food, low carb is, it's getting close to being kind of mainstream. So it's like our mission was to get the message out and get it out safely. So that's why we had the science and the practice. So it was, let's get the message out safely. And now, you know, now the community can run with it now. You know, we're doing we're doing this important research. We're doing other things. So, um not saying we don't have a book left in us, but not just at the moment. We haven't um, broken up like a rock band or anything. Um, <laughs> well, we they
0: can come, come back together, together too, you know. Yeah,
1: we can come. Back yeah, a
0: reunion true. tour. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. So, um, I mean, may, we don't have one in the pipeline, but maybe right. in the future, who knows?
0: So, do you think you might have been the timing of that? Because it is a few years ago now yeah. that 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 you might have added to the the momentum at a crucial time.
1: And look, I'd, l- I'd like to think so. The, the timing was right for that. You know, when when I first got into this area, there was so much opposition. Uh, there were so many critics. The dietitians had me up on hot coals. Like, it was just, it was so hard. It was really, really hard. Um, and then slowly but surely over the years, you know, I'd get emails from dietitians going, oh, Karen, you must be, you must be sitting back laughing, seeing that low-carb and, you know type 2 diabetes is almost mainstream now it's been adopted by the american diabetes association guidelines the european guidelines you know um so i think that the the timing was definitely right um and i'd like to think that we contributed to um to the kind of advocacy and the the movement of this area um certainly in new zealand we did um and there's a there's a Big community around the world that um, that are advocates for this approach.
0: Fascinating uh, talking about this, uh, and I'm sure other people awake. If I could wake up, anyone can. I can tell you that if I can get take the red pill, others can as well, as long as it's a healthy one, right? So, sure. Um, thank you for coming on Reality Check Radio, Dr. Karen Zin, and um, we'll continue our chats with. Glenn, and it'll be interesting to hear at some point, you know, output from what you're doing.
1: Yeah, for sure. I'd love to come back when we've got, when we've got some output, but um, thanks for the chat. It was really cool.
0: Thank you. RCR with Paul Brennan, Reality Check Radio.